Opening day, and here's the first pitch, and the season's over. Well, let me just say that we're going to try and be as positive as we can be here on a Tuesday morning. Welcome to another edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. My name is Greg Mraz, your host as per usual. Want to remind you to make sure you write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. Even if the ratings are bad, please still leave them. We got our second one-star rating yesterday. Woohoo! People don't like me. But there are also many of you that do like me, so I appreciate everybody that tunes in. Whether you love me, whether you hate me, if you're listening to the show, you must find me some form of entertaining. It was a strange day on Monday, to say the least, in Major League Baseball, with the Miami Marlins having their game against the Baltimore Orioles canceled because the Marlins have 14 members of their staff, 11 players and three coaches, that have tested positive for COVID-19. The Philadelphia Phillies, who played the Marlins on Sunday, they had their game against the New York Yankees postponed because of COVID concerns as well. We expect that the Phillies are going to play today against the Yankees, That has not yet been decided. As for the Marlins and the Orioles, they are not scheduled to play again until Wednesday in Baltimore, and I don't even know if that happens at this point. The Orioles were in Miami earlier Monday morning, and they flew back to Baltimore later last night. So we're going to talk about the games that actually did happen. There was one rainout. The White Sox and the Indians were rained out in Cleveland. They will make that up as part of a doubleheader on Wednesday, I believe. So without further ado, let's get it started. There was day baseball at the Oakland Coliseum, a place where I spent much of my childhood, and Mark Canna joined in on the long ball party as the A's had themselves a fine afternoon against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, in Oakland. Left center. That's hit well. And that baby's gone. 3-0 A's. The great Glenn Kuyper on NBC Sports Bay Area. A's improved to 3-1. They take 3-4 of four from the Angels. And they shut out the Halos. 3-0 at the Coliseum on Monday. The winning pitcher, Birch Smith, out of the bullpen. He goes two scoreless innings. Griffin Canning takes the loss. He gave up three runs on four hits in four and two-thirds innings, walked two, and struck out seven. Chris Bassett got the start for the A's. He did not allow a run in four innings. Five hits allowed one walk and five strikeouts. A's got two runs in the bottom of the third inning. A sacrifice fly from Ramon Laureano made it 1-0. Then Matt Chapman doubled to deep right center field, scoring Marcus Simeon to make it 2-0. And then Mark Hanna in the bottom of the fourth inning hit a solo shot to dead away center. Angels had the tying run at the plate in Mike Trout in the bottom of the ninth inning, but Joaquin Soria struck him out on a very high fastball that Trout took for strike three. Trout was less than happy about the call. Soria picked up his first save of the year. A's are 3-1. and one. Angels are 1-3. and three. Well, another team that is also now 3-1 and one is the surprising San Diego Padres, and one of the top young stars in baseball is Fernando Tatis Jr., and he had himself a fine afternoon as well down at Petco Park in San Diego. Diamondbacks and Padres next up on the docket. Line into left center field, a base hit. From third comes Garcia. Mejia being waved around. It's all the way to the track of the wall. 
And Oliveras is going to come around and score. Bases clearing triple for Fernando Tatis Jr. And the Padres take a 6-2 lead. That 6-2 score would be the final as San Diego improves to 3-1, beating the Diamondbacks, who are now 1-3. Fernando Tatis Jr. goes 2-4 with that 3-RBI triple in the bottom of the fourth inning. Arizona led 2-1 going into that bottom of the fourth inning. Padres scored five runs in that frame, highlighted by an Edward Oliveras single that scored the go-ahead run in Will Myers, and then Fernando Tatis Jr. followed up with that bases-clearing triple. Joey Lucchese got the start for San Diego. He allowed two runs on five hits in three and two-thirds innings. He got a no decision. The winning pitcher, Cal Quantrill, who pitches an inning and a third of scoreless relief out of the Padres' bullpen. Luke Weaver takes the loss for Arizona, three and a third innings, seven hits, six runs all earned, two walks, and six strikeouts. In defeat, Starling Marte was two for three with an RBI and a run scored. Cattell Marte goes one for five. Ildemaro Vargas goes one for four for Arizona. Trent Grisham hit a home run for San Diego. His first as a Padre. That made it 1-0 San Diego in the bottom of the first inning. Diamondbacks got their runs on a Starling Marte double and an Eduardo Escobar single before the five-run bottom of the fourth inning. San Diego, as we said, 3-1, Arizona 1-3. Well, the Toronto Blue Jays have got a surprising young core, and they're off to a start that's better than expected to the nation's capital for the Blue Jays and the Nationals. He's been bottom of the zone. Look at the target Suzuki's given him. And this ball hit a ton to right by Rowdy Telez, and that's a no-doubter into the top deck. He went down and got it. That home run from Rowdy Telez, one of four hit on the day by the Blue Jays as they beat the Nationals 4-1. Teoscar Hernandez had two homers for the Blue Jays, one in the top of the first inning and one in the top of the fifth inning. Ryan Barucki got the win out of the bullpen for Toronto as he goes an inning and a third of scoreless relief. Anibal Sanchez takes the loss for Washington. He allows four earned runs on six hits in five innings, one walk and seven strikeouts. He allows all four of the Blue Jays homers. Starter for Toronto was Trent Thornton, who goes four innings, gives up one run on eight hits, strikes out three, and walks two as the Blue Jays improve to two and two. Nationals drop to one and three. Danny Jansen goes two for four with a home run for Toronto. For Washington, Victor Robles two for four. Kurt Suzuki two for four with the only RBI of the day for the Nats. Starling Castro two for four and Trey Turner two for four. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays, their offense has been on point the last two games. It was their pitching yesterday down in Tampa against the Atlanta Braves that set a new franchise record. We'll take it to Tampa for Atlanta and the Rays. High fly ball back into left center field. Inciarte is going to go to the track, and that one is gone. Three-run blast, and the Rays now lead 4-1. One of two homers on the day for Hunter Renfro. He goes three for five with two runs scored and four RBI as the Rays pound the Braves 14-5. After Dansby Swanson hit a home run to give Atlanta an early 1-0 lead in the top of the second inning, Tampa would follow 
with three homers over the course of the next two innings. Mike Zanino hit a solo shot to tie it in the bottom of the third inning. Then that shot you just heard, Hunter Renfro, a three-run shot to give Tampa a 4-1 lead. Joey Wendell hit a homer in the bottom of the fourth inning to make it 5-1. Another homer would come courtesy of Renfro again in the fifth inning to make it 10-1. The fifth homer of the game hit by the Rays would come courtesy of Jose Martinez in the bottom of the eighth inning. That made it 14-5 in favor of Tampa Bay at the time. But it was Tampa's pitching that was the story of the show. The Rays set a franchise record striking out 19 Braves. It was the most single-game strikeouts in franchise history. Tyler Glasnow, who got the start, gets a no decision. He allows one run on one hit, that Dansby Swanson homer, over four innings of work. He struck out nine, only walked two. And Jalen Beeks, who got the hold out of the bullpen, struck out seven in three innings of work. Diego Castillo had two strikeouts. Meanwhile, on the other side of things, Mike Fultonevich takes the loss for Atlanta. He gives up six runs on four hits in three in the third innings, walks four, and strikes out three. And unfortunately for Fultonevich, he was designated for assignment after the game, said manager Brian Snitker. Who knows if anybody is going to pick him up? But a very surprising transaction, to say the least, from the Atlanta Braves, who are going to rely on Fultonavich to be one of their aces this season, already having lost Felix Hernandez and Cole Hamels for the season. Some other performances from Rays batters. Jose Martinez, 2-for-4 with two runs scored and three RBI. Brandon Lau goes 2-for-3 with two runs scored and two RBI. Joey Wendell, 2-for-5 with an RBI and two runs scored. Tampa Bay is 3-1, Atlanta 2-2. We now head to Boston for the Mets and the Red Sox. And New York, they've got some powerful bats of their own. And Dom cracks one toward right center field. Back in the gap goes Verdugo, and that ball's out of here. Dom Smith clubs a three-run homer. The Mets have hit home runs in the last three innings. Conforto, Alonzo, and now Smith. And the Mets have built a 7-0 lead at Fenway. That Dominic Smith home run was one of three the Mets hit on Monday evening in Boston. They had a 7-0 lead. They would go on to win by a 7-4 final. Michael Conforto hit a two-run homer in the top of the second inning. Pete Alonso followed with a two-run homer in the top of the third before Dominic Smith hit his in the top of the fourth inning. It was the first home run of the season for all three Mets. Michael Waka gets the win in his Mets debut. He goes five innings of one-run baseball, one walk, four strikeouts, allows five hits. Seth Lugo notches the save for New York with a scoreless inning and a third to finish out the ball game. Josh Osich takes the loss for Boston. He allows two runs in two innings of work, one walk, and one strikeout. For New York, Ahmed Rosario, two for five with a run scored. Pete Alonso, one for five with two RBI. Wilson Ramos, two for four with a run scored. Michael Conforto, one for four with two RBI and a run scored. Dominic Smith, one for four with three RBI, that home run, and a run scored. Mitch Moreland hit a home run. He goes two for four with two RBI. Xander Bogarts hit a home run as well. He goes one for four with two RBI and a run scored. Mets are 2-2, two two, Red Sox are 1-3, and three, 
Now down to Houston, where Alex Bregman had a milestone blast for the Astros as they finished up their four-game series with the Seattle Mariners. Bregman deep to left. Watch that one. It is gone. Career home run number 100 for Alex Bregman. Got one to hit, and he did not miss it. That three-run homer from Alex Bregman took a 3-1 Seattle Mariner lead and turned it into a 4-3 Houston Astros lead, one that they would not relinquish as the Astros beat the Mariners 8-5. Houston takes 3-4 from Seattle in the opening series of the year. Mariners got on the board first in the top of the third inning as Kyle Seeger grounded into a double play that scored a run, and Evan White followed with his first career homer, a two-run shot that scored J.P. Crawford. But the bottom of the third saw the Astros take the lead, Jose Altuve with an RBI double, and then Alex Bregman with that three-run homer. In the bottom of the fourth, Astros would add on some insurance. Dustin Garneau tripled to deep left center field, scoring Kyle Tucker, then Jose Altuve would hit a solo homer, followed by a Michael Brantley RBI double, and then a Josh Reddick RBI double. Winning pitcher Brandon Belak, he gets the win in his Astros debut. Three and a third innings of two-run baseball, just one of those runs was earned. Four hits allowed, doesn't walk anybody, struck out four. Josh James got the start for Houston. He struggled. He allowed three runs on three hits in three innings. He struck out five, but he also walked five. Kendall Graveman took the loss in his Mariners debut. He allowed seven runs, six earned on six hits in four innings, walks three, and strikes out seven. Offensive highlights for the Astros. Jose Altuve goes two for four with two runs scored and two RBI. Alex Bregman had three RBI on that home run. He scored two runs. Michael Brantley goes two for three with an RBI and a run scored. Carlos Correa, one for three. Josh Reddick, one for four. Dustin Garneau, one for three with an RBI and a run scored. For the Mariners, Kyle Lewis, another solid day. He goes two for four with a run scored. Evan White, a two-run homer, the first of his career, two for five with two RBI and a run scored. Whit Merrifield has become Mr. Reliable in Kansas City over the last few years. And he made the difference for the Royals on Monday to Detroit for Kansas City and the Tigers. And Witt drills one into deep left field. Reyes is back. And Witt Merrifield goes just inside the left field foul pole. And the Royals come right back after the five-run bottom of the second inning. It is 5-3. Whit Merrifield fell a triple shy of the cycle. He goes three for five with three RBI and three runs scored as the Kansas City Royals pound the Detroit Tigers 14 to six. Royals are two and two. Tigers are two and two. Michael Franco opened up the scoring in the top of the second inning on a solo shot. Tigers would take a 5-1 lead with a five-run bottom of the second inning that would knock Mike Montgomery out of the game after two innings. It was highlighted by Jacoby Jones' three-run homer and a Jonathan Scope sacrifice fly. But the Royals would come back. That Whit Merrifield homer you just heard on the highlight would make it 5-3 Detroit. Then Salvador Perez would follow in that same top of the third inning with a solo shot to make it 5-4. In the top of the fourth inning, Merrifield had a game-tying RBI double, and then Ryan O'Hearn had a two-RBI infield single to make it 7-5. Michael Franco hit his second homer of the game. 
That was a three-run shot in the top of the fourth inning to make it 10-5. Jorge Soler homered in the top of the fifth inning, scoring Whit Merrifield after Victor Reyes hit a solo shot in the bottom of the sixth for Detroit. Brett Phillips hit a two-run homer in the top of the ninth inning as the Royals scored 14 runs and hit five homers in the ball game. Individually, Michael Franco, three for five with four RBI, two homers, and two runs scored. Salvador Perez, one for four with a homer, and two runs scored. Jorge Soler, one for four with a homer, two RBI, and a run scored. Brett Phillips, two for four with two RBI on that two-run homer, a walk, and three runs scored. For the Tigers, Jacoby Jones, two for four with a homer and three RBI. He scores a run. Victor Ray is a solo shot. He goes two for four with two RBI and two runs scored. The winning pitcher, Foster Griffin, one and two-thirds innings out of the Royals' bullpen of scoreless relief. No hits, no walks, and one strikeout. Kyle Funkhauser takes the loss for the Tigers. He gives up five runs on four hits, walks two, strikes out one in one inning of relief. It was a rough outing for Tiger pitching, which walked six, allowed 13 hits, and gave up six homers. I said five homers. The Tigers allowed six homers in the ball game. It is early, and I can't do math. One guy that has hit a lot of homers of late is Cubs first baseman Anthony Rizzo. He added to his tally on Monday night in Cincinnati, a game that was delayed by rain and one that the Cubs almost embarrassingly blew in the ninth inning. To the great American ballpark for the Cubs and the Reds. Two outs, it looked like maybe he was going to get out of it, but they jumped him, didn't let him off the hook. Rizzo out in the deep right, and it is gone, a home run third of the year and it's seven to nothing third reach of the night for Anthony walk hit by a pitch and then the long one what's he gonna do more of this year hit home runs or be hit by pitches the Cubs led seven to nothing but they would only go on to win by an eight seven final the Reds stranded the tying run at third and the go-ahead run at second with one out in the bottom of the ninth inning. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Cubs scored four in the top of the first and two in the top of the second inning. Thanks to an RBI double from Wilson Contreras and a Steven Souza two RBI double, David Bodie capped off the scoring in the top of the first with an RBI single to make it 4-0 Chicago. In the top of the second inning, Javier Baez had an RBI double. Then Anthony Rizzo scored on a passed ball. Rizzo made it 7-0 Cubs with that homer you heard in the top of the sixth inning. But then Cincinnati got their first run on a Jesse Winker RBI single, scoring Joey Votto. David Bodie then doubled homer run in the top of the seventh inning, but that's where the wheels fell off for the Cubs' bullpen. Cincinnati scored two in the seventh, two in the eighth, and two in the ninth inning. As high-priced closer Craig Kimbrell recorded just one out, he allowed two runs on no hits, walked four, struck out nobody, and also hit a batter. It was up to Jeremy Jeffress to come in and get the final two outs to bail Kimbrell out. Kimbrell threw 34 pitches in the outing, only 13 of them strikes. John Lester got the win. He didn't allow a hit in five innings of work, was limited to 76 pitches, walked one and struck out one. Wade Miley took the loss for Cincinnati. He allowed six runs, five earned in an inning and two-thirds. 
four hits allowed, two walks, and three strikeouts. TJ Antone made his Major League debut for Cincinnati. He allowed just one run in four and a third innings out of the Reds' bullpen. One hit, that Rizzo homer, struck out five and just walked only one. For Cincinnati, Joey Votto was two for five with two RBI. Tyler Stevenson, in his Major League debut, hit a two-run homer, ended up going two for two with two runs scored. For the Cubs offensively, David Bodie went two for five with two RBI. Steven Souza one for five with two RBI. Wilson Contreras two for four with an RBI. Chris Bryant went 0 for three, but he also scored two runs. And Anthony Rizzo went one for two, a homer, a walk, and he also scored three runs. Cubs are off to a good start. They are three and one. Reds off to a disappointing start. They are one and three. The final game of the evening was delayed by an hour and 40 minutes due to rain, but it also went extra innings to PNC Park in Pittsburgh for the Brewers and the Pirates. Navrowskis deals, and in the left field, that is down, a base hit. On his way home is Brock Holt. Sogard on his way to second, and he's in there with a belly flop double. Right, what a nice at bat. I mean, Sogard doing what he does best, just putting the ball in play. Eric Sogard with a go-ahead RBI double in the top of the 11th inning. Brewers shut the door in the bottom of the 11th inning thanks to David Phelps, and they win 6-5 to five over the Pirates. Brewers are 2-2, two and two. Pirates are 1-3. and three. Pittsburgh held a 5-1 lead going into the top of the ninth inning. Brewers scored four runs thanks to a Keston Hiura bases loaded hit by pitch, a Christian Yelich ground out, and a two RBI double from Ryan Braun. The Pirates had a four-run inning of their own, which came in the bottom of the seventh inning. They scored their runs thanks to a Colin Moran homer, a Gerard Dyson RBI single, two RBI I should say, and Jacob Stallings scoring on a wild pitch. We mentioned David Phelps got the win out of the bullpen. The loss goes to Dovidas Nevrauskas, who pitches two innings, allows one unearned run. Again, the runner that starts at second in extra innings is an unearned run. Two hits, no walks, and three strikeouts. Adrian Hauser got the start for Milwaukee. He allows one run on one hit in five innings, walks three, and strikes out four. Avasail Garcia went two for four for the Brewers. Keston Hira, two for five with an RBI and a run scored. Lorenzo Kane two for five with an RBI and a run scored. Ryan Braun, one for six, but that one was that two RBI double that tied the game. For Pittsburgh, Colin Moran, two for four with two RBI and two runs scored. Pirates, despite scoring five runs, had just four hits in the ball game. That is your recap for Monday, July 27th, 2020. And now let's look ahead to today's action. So as I run down today's schedule, I do want to make something clear. There is a lot in here, at least in regards to a few games, that is tentative. We do not know if these games are going to happen. So... Let's start off. I was incorrect in my opening segment. The White Sox and the Indians are making up their doubleheader today, not on Wednesday. First game of that twin bill is going to be at 3.40 Eastern time. White Sox will send Dylan Cease to the mound. And for the Indians, it will be Aaron Savali. At 6.05 Eastern time, the Toronto Blue Jays will be at the Washington Nationals. Tanner Roark will make his Blue Jays debut, squaring up against his old team, the Nationals. 
Austin Voth will take the ball for Washington. The first of our two tentative games, the Yankees and the Phillies are scheduled to play at 6.05 Eastern time tomorrow night. Garrett Cole will go for New York. He will be opposed by Zach Eflin for Philadelphia. Again, no decision yet on whether or not that game is going to be played as scheduled. It is going to have to come down to whether or not the Phillies have enough negative COVID tests for them to safely re-enter Citizens Bank Ballpark and play a game against the Yankees. Remember, the Marlins COVID outbreak happened in Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Ballpark. At 6.40 Eastern time, the Atlanta Braves will take on the Tampa Bay Rays. Kyle Wright goes for Atlanta against Yoni Chirinos for Tampa Bay. Cubs are at the Reds, 6.40 Eastern time. Alec Mills makes his season debut for the Cubs. He'll be opposed by Tyler Malley for the Reds. Brewers at the Pirates, 7.05 Eastern time. Josh Lindblom for Milwaukee against Derek Holland for Pittsburgh. Again, it's on the schedule as of right now, the Orioles and the Marlins, but we already know that that game is not going to be played. If they do play, it will be Wednesday in Baltimore, and yet I still don't think that that game is going to be played. No probables yet listed for the Tigers and the Royals. They are scheduled to do battle in Detroit tonight at 7:10 Eastern time. No probable for the Mets as they will square up with the Red Sox at 7.30 Eastern time. For Boston, it will be Matt Hall making his season debut. Cardinals are in Minnesota to take on the Twins. Carlos Martinez takes the ball for St. Louis. The Cardinals are 2-1. They did not play yesterday. Homer Bailey goes for Minnesota. They are 2-1. They did not play yesterday. Diamondbacks will travel to Texas to take on the Rangers. Merrill Kelly goes for Arizona. He will be opposed by Kyle Gibson for Texas. That game will get started at 8.05 Central Time. By the way, Cardinals and Twins will start at 7.10 Central Time. A matchup a lot of people have been waiting for. It's the Dodgers and the Astros from Minute Maid Park in Houston. 8.10 Central Time start. Walker Bueller goes for Los Angeles, making his season debut. Framber Valdez takes the ball for the Astros. Rockies will travel to Oakland to take on the A's. That will start at 6.40 Pacific time. Antonio Senzatella for the Rockies. Daniel Mengden goes for Oakland. Mariners travel to Anaheim to take on the Angels. Justice Sheffield makes his season debut for Seattle. He is opposed by Patrick Sandoval for the Angels. Padres head up to San Francisco to take on the Giants. It'll be Zach Davies, the former Brewer, going for the Padres, opposed by the Shark, Jeff Samarja, for San Francisco. And the White Sox and the Indians have a second game of that doubleheader at a time to be determined, probably about 45 minutes after game one is complete. Carlos Rodon for Chicago against Adam Plutko for Cleveland. That is your slate of games for today, July 28th. 2020 and that is going to do it for us here on mlb morning coffee a production of the ocean avenue studios thanks again for listening and as always we will catch you in the am be safe and we will see what happens with major league baseball and covid19 because i can guarantee you news is happening this week it just depends on when it does